a potential offseason shakeup next on Locked On Caps. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked on Cap. So in this edition of Locked on Capitals, we talk about the potential offseason shakeups that could take place. Then later in the show, we'll talk about the goaltender situation. Yes, I think we all thought we had it all sewed up, but is there a better option than Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren? And then we will just overview the season and what we can expect ahead. But in this edition of Locked on Capitals, we have Michael Marzacco of Stars and Sticks. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, Dan, how's it going? It's going pretty good. So one thing you could say about this Caps team is that even though they are out of it, there is still a lot of fight. Uh, One thing that comes to mind is Charlie Lindgren making a save with no glove on. If you were watching the game, what was your thoughts on that? That save was insane. And I'm a little bit behind in like my stories today and, and literally one of my last sentences of my post-game recap says something along the lines of um, if he can do that in a game where the Caps have nothing to play for, um, then imagine him in the games when they really count next year, if they reach that level, hopefully they will. We'll see what happens this summer. You know, and the uh, impressive thing about it is they did it without Ovechkin. They did it without Oshie. There is still this fight in this team. Uh, I mean, you could take a look at it and say, hey, guys, we have nothing to play for. How about we just go out there and skate a little bit out there and just just maybe get a high draft pick? But that's not the case. Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, John Carlson, they're all invested. They're all invested in a big win out there. So just to kind of wrap up this season, almost a post-mortem, if you will. I know there's still some games to left to be played, but let's be honest, it's pretty much over right now. In your assessment, what went wrong with this season? Would you Could you draw lines directly to injury? Was it uh, Peter Laviolette? For you, what went wrong with this team? And when did you first notice that this season isn't going to go according to plan? Um, for me, it was actually a couple of signs. I'm not going to say it was opening night because it was only the first game of the season. No one really knew what was going to happen or what this team was made of. But for me, even, it was that November game against the Pittsburgh Penguins where the Penguins ended a seven-game losing streak. I was actually at that game. Penguins fans at the arena were acting like they just won the Cup. And now both teams are like in opposite directions, at least right now, but even though the rosters are very similar. Yeah, and taking a look at it, it looks like uh, Pittsburgh's uh, hopes have been dashed a little bit by losing to the Chicago Blackhawks. So another team 
that has virtually nothing to play for. The Chicago Blackhawks is taking down some of these teams where I think they're, they think they're just going to kind of roll into town there and take care of business. But the Blackhawks, even those guys are like, Hey, we're still playing for pride, you know, in our city and the Jersey that we're wearing and potentially, you know, our future careers. So, you know, hats goes off to a lot of these uh, teams around the league uh, that are playing, even though they have no dogs in the fight, if you will. Um, One of the things I was listening to this morning on NHL network radio, is they said, this is the first time in a long time that potentially there could be a playoff series without Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. It seems like a true changing of the guard, almost, if you will. A lot of these young players on these teams, how, how does that feel for you that this might be the first time in a long time that, you know, Ovechkin and Crosby might not be involved in postseason play? Uh, before I get into that, I'll add one more thing. It was also the stadium series where I knew this team wasn't going to go to the playoffs. And I was even, even after that game, to tie into your next question, I was having that thought, what if Crosby and Ovechkin don't get in the playoffs? And I'm in a group chat with my Radford buddies, and one's a Blues fan. And I even was like, one day, a couple weeks ago, I was like, imagine this year, none of our teams get in. And because um, the other guy's a Penguins fan. <laughs> and um, it's just weird. It's kind of like a preview of what the future is going to be like. I don't want to say the playoffs will be boring. I'm still going to watch it. But it's just going to be weird. Like I was in middle school. And they were just rookies the last time neither of them made it to the playoffs insane to think it was that long and now i'm trying to adult (laughs) you know and it's kind of crazy to think about you know talking to you know quite a few different people on the show a lot of the beat writers they saw this coming i chose to be optimistic you know i saw they signed charlie lindgren and darcy kemper and connor brown and dylan strom dylan strom who's definitely been a huge surprise for me i guess i knew he was going to be good i didn't know he was going to be this great um but you know just one of the things i guess is the disappointing part is that this team didn't really show up and you know the lack of identity if this team could have put the month of december in a bottle and had that throughout this entire season how much different it would be um some of the interesting things for me um i would say the the biggest thing uh, that was holding this team back was nick backstrom and tom wilson out of the lineup for a good chunk of the season in your assessment how much better would this team have been if they had tom wilson and nick backstrom in through the entirety of the season well here's the weird part the caps were actually good during those final weeks without Baxter and Wilson. And then when Baxter and Wilson got back in the lineup, they somehow got worse. So I don't really know. Like it's, but I think they would have been a lot better situated. They wouldn't have needed that hot December. They could have had like maybe a 500 October, uh, above 500 November than that really good December. And that would have put them in prime position. Yeah, and it's one of the things that you can always talk about what what could have, what should have. But what actually is, is the Capitals missing the playoffs for the first time since 2014. That was the Adam Oates era. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about the potential offseason shakeups. Let's face it, this team did not live up to potential. It did not live up to what DC fans expect from this team. We'll talk about that 
straight ahead. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever built. you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make another healthy snack choice but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and tasty, and they taste amazing. Seriously, they're so tasting, so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and dark chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream so we've spoke about on this show a long time about how you can get built bars at built.com but now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up on a four bar box of cookies and cream and double chocolate or even coconut puff or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I was reading some of your work in Stars and Sticks, and uh, we kind of have the same thought that, you know, when we talk about what players should get moved, everyone's like, well, I think they could move on from Mantha, or I could see them moving on, you know, from Kuznetsov, just these kind of small deals. I guess Kuznetsov's a little bit bigger, but I think that the Capitals and Brian McClellan need to really widen the lens and think about bigger possibilities, like the possibility of moving on from Nick Backstrom or TJ Oshie. And why do I say that is because, well, let's take a look at Nick Backstrom. He is on the back nine of his career. In my assessment, Backstrom is a UFA after the 24-25 season. Um, Same goes uh, for Oshie as well. Um, So, Just taking a look at it, uh, would the Capitals be wise to get the most for these players before their value is too uh, far diminished? Some people could say that their value is too greatly diminished already. How crazy should Brian McClellan and the Capitals get in the offseason to make this team competitive for the start of next season? Okay, so I feel like blogging about this team for a couple of years now, it's made me kind of be a fan like if i didn't write about this team i would have been like you're crazy but the fact i'm writing it's kind of made me a nerd i'm thinking you know this is kind of intriguing um backstrom obviously nine million a season that's a lot and some people were skeptical of that contract and some of those skeptics are kind of right right now and tj oshie as much as he's the heart and soul of the team, he always seems to like get hurt. And now he seems like he's made a glass. So I feel like they could find some kind of deal there. But the question is, would Ovechkin be okay with not playing with his best friend for a couple of years in, you know, his contract at least, you know, after that, he probably passes Gretzky and can do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's kind of a tough thing. You know, uh, Nick Backstrom was integral, obviously, um, in where Alex Ovechkin is right now. How okay would he be? I mean, you got to ultimately think that Ovi's got to at least hear about this. It's not like, hey, Ovechkin, by the way, uh, your best friend and, you know, your play uh, playmaker out there, uh, Backstrom, well, we traded him off to another team. You think he, to a certain extent they probably would, you know, run that by Ovi first. But 
you know, I think there's going to be a lot of change. And, you know, oftentimes I hear people say, well, they need to pick up this big forward or this big defenseman. And to them, I say, well, okay, I'm all in. Who are they going to trade? Uh, Anthony Mantha and, you know, Alexi Protus. So a guy that's been a healthy scratch, pretty much a good chunk of this season. And Alexi Protus, who's been, you know, get, you know, up and down a little bit. Do you think that is going to yield a big return? Um, so one of the things I did on this show is I listed my three untouchables. Who are they? Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, and John Carlson. Everyone else, I'm not saying they should give them away, but what I'm saying is that, you know, pick up the phone. Let's hear what the offer is. And some people said, I noticed you didn't list a goaltender. You know, ultimately, I wouldn't want to move on from Darcy Kemper, but Charlie Lindgren, um, you know, he hasn't lived up to full potential. And the fact that they have Zach Fucale and Hunter Shepard, two guys that are UFAs at the end of this season, do they have viable options down in Hershey in net. The one thing I know about the Capitals is they have net minding in spades. I mean, you can go down Garen Bjorklund and, and Clay Stevenson and there's Mitchell Gibson. There's a lot of different options in the pipeline there. How crazy do the Capitals need to get to make this team competitive? It is an interesting thing. Um, you know, and, and you know, the funny thing is, is I listed those three players and then the next day, Dan Rosen said that maybe the Capitals would entertain the idea of trading Tom Wilson since his contract is up at the end of next season. Are you willing to get that crazy? Um, as far as trading Tom Wilson, probably not, but, um, Everything else, it's fair game. I actually had no idea that Fucale and Shepard are both UFAs. Now that makes things a little bit dicey in that. So if they're choosing to keep Kemper again next year, which I imagine, you know, they just gave him the big bucks. They're not going to just ship him away after one season, I feel like. But it'll be a big year for him next year. As far as the forwards go, I don't see them trading Protus, but Mantha, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshi, everyone else is fair game. Except yeah, for and obviously I mean Ovi. And I think that's the way that you got to look at it. Um, you know, one of the things is that this team it didn't miss it by a little bit. And I understand they weren't in last place, but they missed it. You know, they weren't even close for me. There, I mean, the the true dagger for me with Anthony Mantha, of course, was the last game here against the Penguins when he coughed up the puck to Evgeny Melkin, and he just kind of nonchalantly, yeah. you know, Melkin stripped it away and shot it home. And, you know, wow. Um, so that was kind of just a sign of the season. That was a sign of who Anthony Mantha is. You know, I know what what the Capitals saw in him. You know, he's a good skater. He's got a good shot. You know, they he's, they see that he has a big frame that, you know, maybe he can, you know, be a little bit physical. It's definitely not in Anthony Mantha's wheelhouse to be anything like a Tom Wilson or anything like that. So kind of the precarious position for the Capitals is how do you get rid of someone like an Anthony Mantha who's been a healthy scratch Kind of my idea that you might have to bundle them in in a deal, you know, maybe with some one of the guys down in Hershey or something like that, a Craig Smith to get a kind of return. Uh, moving on from some of these, I'm going to go ahead and say clunkers um, is going to be a little bit difficult, don't you think? I think so. I think maybe one player you can't include in the Mantha package. Um, my friend and probably your friend too, Tarek El Bashir, the Athletic. He just wrote something. I was reading it today. I read, don't expect to see Connor Sheary back next season. So maybe a Mantha and Sheary package could be 
what they need. I don't see a team taking just Mantha based on like how it is, unless you know the Penguins are gullible and like Caps Twitter hypnotizes them or something. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, one of the things is, and I hear a lot of people say, is the blue line has got to get better. And then I say, okay, so who comes out? You know, uh, TVR got a new deal. Jensen got a new deal. Rasmus is under contract. John Carlson is here. The two guys that come to mind are three, actually. Irwin, okay, so he is a UFA. And then you take a look at Alexiev. And you take a look um, at Faravari, and those are two RFA. So unless they're willing to move on from some of the players that they just gave new contracts to, this is ostensibly going to be the same blue line next season. That has me a bit concerned. How about you? It has me a little bit concerned. But at the same time, priority number one is a top six winger, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's one of the things that they're going to have to do as well. And and who is that uh, uh, player going to be? I know that, you know, the off season is coming and I'll have plenty of time to kind of go into the weeds as will you uh, to kind of just think about what could be, what should be on this team. But the one thing I know for sure is that I don't want to be talking about this, you know, with other people. You know, I want to be talking to you, but I don't want to be talking about the same situation uh, next year. I want to talk about a Capitals team that, you know, who are they going to be facing in the playoffs and who's going to be the second round? Um, if you take a look back, um, you know, the last time this happened, 2014, Adam Oates was behind the bench, and subsequently that was his last season in D.C. Uh, so some interesting things lie ahead. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about the future of Peter Laviolette in D.C. and what player in Hershey is due for a promotion. We'll talk about that straight ahead. All right, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is fast and easy. A way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. And one stressful thing out there is having an event around you and not being able to find tickets. That is why you need game time. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. That is game time. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the things I spoke about in yesterday's podcast is Peter Laviolette and how much of the onus of this team's failure lies on his shoulders. Um, if he doesn't get a new deal, he is set to be a free agent. So it's going to be interesting what the Capitals decide to do. One of the things I heard you mentioned Tarek Elbashir in his piece yesterday was that Brian McClellan in ownership, Dick Patrick, Ted, Ted Leonsis, they're all going to think about, you know, and, and weigh everything out. Should uh, Peter Laviolette be given another opportunity? The tough position for me is, is a guy like Peter Laviolette, the winningest U.S. born coach and the eighth 
has the eighth most wins in the NHL of all time. He's probably not going to sign a one-year deal, a two-year deal. You know, you got to think for him to even sign a new contract, it's going to take something like a three-year deal. Would you give Peter Laviolette a new deal in Washington, or should they move on to someone like a Spencer Carberry or a Helpern, the names that are getting thrown out there? I would potentially move on and go with Halpern just because I don't see the two sides really coming to an agreement. And Laviolette, it's not fair to him. He's a good guy. Maybe not the best coach, but like he's a hell of a coach with a track record. And um, he's just going to want, you know, three or four years and more money and but this year wasn't all on him he was just given a bad hand and the hand didn't get better it just got worse every week like a new guy went down yeah i mean that was the tough thing for me I, i've made the uh, you know uh talked about before uh, that you know it's like hiring a contractor and building a deck and then saying okay you're going to build this deck but we're going to take your hammer away from you we're going to take your tape measure we're going to take away your drill and what are you doing build a deck similar position for peter laviolette out there they told him to win a stanley cup you know potentially and but you know you're going to do it without tom wilson and nick backstrom and tj oshi and connor brown and you know darcy camper pretty much for the month of December, you know, it kind of puts him in a tough position. You know, I think that at the end of the day, he did uh, what he could do for the most part. I don't ever really look at anything that Laviolette did and say, why didn't you do it different? If I had to pick one thing, though, I would say his reluctance to want to get younger is kind of similar to Barry Trotz, you know. Uh, why don't they want to give these younger guys an opportunity? That transitions me to our next topic here is what player and Hershey is due for a promotion. Uh, Connor McMichael, Hendrick Slotpierre, we hear about these players year in and year out about, you know, they're in camp and they're going to break camp with the team and then they always get sent down. I think that next season is the prime opportunity to give Connor McMichael and Hendrick Slotpierre and Vinny Iario and all these other guys their shot, especially Lapierre and McMichael, who we hear about every year. I think the Capitals need to be all in on them Give them a good look, not just a couple games, maybe give them a month or two uh, or more. And if they don't live up to potential, either they move on or we move them out and get pieces that will actually help this team win. What are your thoughts? Solid strategy. I think um, if they just go straight to Hershey after next year's training camp, it'll be a waste of their development. But the only way I see that happening is if Laviolette comes back. And that's my only issue with Laviolette is his refusal to play the youngsters. And I also had that same issue with Trotz, but I never thought Trotz should go. Yeah, he won him a Stanley Cup. It's hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even before the Cup. Yeah. You know, I wasn't calling for him to leave. Like, I still thought, like, the team could get it done. And, you know, the interesting thing is I've heard that about Lou Lamarillo because everyone was scratching their head, myself included, is how do you move on from Barry Trotz in favor of Lane Lambert? And some people were saying on Locked On here that it's because that Lane Lambert likes youth a little bit more. And I guess I haven't followed the Islanders that close and how much of a youth infusion there is there. But um, you see the teams that are successful, they know how to integrate youth into their uh, roster. Um, I guess the Boston Bruins and the Penguins, Penguins would 
be kind of uh, and the uh, outliers there just because they have old teams there. But you take a look at the Sabres, who I understand probably have no postseason plans, but a team that is getting younger. I guess one team that comes to mind for me off the top of my head here is the New York Rangers, who were kind of horrible for about a year, year and a half during a rebuild. But look at them now. They're in the thick of it right now. I think if that's what the Capitals have to do, we hear all the time Tarek El-Bashir says that there were promises made to Alex Ovechkin that he wouldn't have to play through a tear it down to the studs rebuild and that he would be on a competitive team. It seems like the Capitals aren't living up to their end of the bargain and playing on a, com- you know, putting together a competitive team. What are your thoughts and uh, how does this team how, you know, get better and, you know, how do they get younger and which player do you perceive is ready for next season to get a promotion from Hershey? I think it's going to come down to McBichael and Lapierre. Uh, I don't think that Ivan Myroshenko or however you pronounce it. I'm not yeah, sure I think he's he, I think he's yet. got a year. Yeah, I think he's, he's got, got a, year. a year left. Yeah. I want to say that's the case. Yep. Oh yeah. So he's not quite eligible yet. So still got another year until he's there. But we're going to really find out um, during our playoff game, which is the uh, NHL draft lottery. Because remember, the Rangers, they lucked out and got that number two pick behind the Devils and got Alexis Lafreniere. So I'm hoping the Cavs can maybe get a top five, maybe even a top three. And if they do that... It's not even going to be a rebuild. It's going to be one of those things where you just, okay, let's punt this season, get a good draft pick, and then you get that good draft pick, and then it's go time. Yeah, and then it's interesting to see, you know, there's a, a, a notion out there, the teams that are really bad, the Sharks, the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets of Team Tank, where they're trying to tank on purpose and hopes of hitting it big. That is Connor Bedard, uh, a generational player that I'm most excited to see how that translates to the NHL. Michael, I want to thank you again for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Where can we find your work? So uh, you can find uh, my personal Twitter account at Marswago. I tweet not just about the Caps. I tweet about the Wizards. I tweet about the Commanders, Defenders, the Nats, um, of course, the Caps, too. And uh, you can follow the site at stars underscore and six. Um, Myself and a group of us, we're just putting out content each day. and. The work doesn't stop after tomorrow. The work just begins. So it's off season time. Yeah, it's off season time. And uh, hopefully we'll have some, you know, bigger things, you know, hopefully I'm hoping at free agency that there's things to talk about uh, that kind of thing. Um, the draft that you mentioned and, and you know, hopefully going uh, in the right direction, but Michael, thank you again for joining us on this show and thank you for making locked on capitals. Your first listen today. Now make your second listen locked on game to game NHL every moment, every top performance, every result locked on game to game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Locked On Game to Game NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you next time.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.